Hello everyone and welcome back to Beyond the Basket. I am your host Brandon Muting and today I am joined by someone who hasn't been on the podcast before but definitely know, well would you say you know the way around the bracket Sam? I would say so. Yeah so he's joining me this episode. We're going to go over the entire bracket um, and then you guys sent me some questions earlier today and we're going to go over a few of those. If you guys haven't already uh, we have a bracket challenge on the ESPN Tournament Challenge. Uh, the group is called Beyond the Basket, and the password is uppercase B, Beyond, and then uppercase B, Basket. You guys can go ahead and join. There's about, I think, seven or eight people in there right now. So not a whole lot, but I want to get more people in there. Um, but it doesn't really matter because I'm going to have the best bracket, Sam. That's just not true, but okay. <laughs> so I'm going to start off by saying... Um, I have one one seed knocked off in the second round. I'm just going to okay. put that out there now. Sam, is there anything bizarre they should know about the your bracket for the episode? Um, let me see here. Anything bizarre? I mean, obviously I got a couple of 12 seeds when I have a 13 seed going decently far and I have a 5 seed Getting to about the Elite Eight, so... All right, well, let's dive right into the bracket here. All right, so we are going to kick off with Gonzaga versus Georgia State. Sam, I'm just going to assume that you have the Bulldogs advancing. Um, I did listen to Andy Katz, his YouTube video today, and he thinks that Georgia State was a little underseeded, but I don't see a UMBC kind of upset or anything with the Zags here. Yeah, no, I don't either. I don't see... A team like Georgia State being able to contain, you know, the seven-foot monster that is Chet Holmgren. And, uh, you know, I think Gonzaga also, they have a lot of players who are coming from uh, last year's uh, team where they had a lot of success. Didn't quite win the national championship, lost to Baylor, but uh, still, I think they're a pretty experienced team. And so, you know, that's going to pay dividends here in the tournament uh, yeah, I, I I don't think they'll have a problem against Georgia State. Maybe in the first half, like, you know, when they're down like 10 to 4, we'll have a few people on Twitter freak out, but that's about it. Now, I will say, I do think the last year Gonzaga squad is a lot better than this year's. Uh, obviously, we'll have to dive deeper when we uh, enter the second round and maybe the Sweet 16, but I do say the Zags last year are a lot better than the Zags this year. And I'm going to say, like, by a good amount. Not by a small amount. I think by a good amount. And I know they're the top overall seed still. But I think there's a, a more contest in the region this year. Well, yeah, because, I mean, you look at it, they lost a lottery pick in Jalen Suggs. And I know Chet Holmgren is uh, projected to be, if not the number one pick, at least a top five pick. Absolutely. Uh, so far. Um, at least that's what most NBA mock drafts have him listed as. But... I mean, Jalen Suggs, I think, just impacts the game or impacted the game last year just at a different level than Chet Holmgren uh, does. You know, he's he's a guy that really pushed the pace on offense, uh, Suggs did, and he was a great athlete and obviously meant a lot to the team, had that crazy buzzer beater uh, during March Madness, which was uh, just insane. And so, yeah, I think obviously, you know, Gonzaga, they're going to be a player this year, but... I don't think they're as talented, like you said, uh, as they were last year. And also, I mean, college basketball, just as a whole this year, it's a lot more even. Like, I feel like this year, more so than most years, 
it's kind of up in the air who's going to win this tournament. Absolutely. Well, they will face the winner of the 8-9 seed game, which, you know, it's a coin flip game, always, with the 8-9 seeds. Uh, the Mountain West Conference champions of Boise State, and then the runner-up in the American Athletic Conference, we have Memphis. Now, from the brackets I've seen, I've seen a lot of people pick the Broncos here, but I'm actually going to go with Memphis. Now, had a great start to the season, really fell apart in the middle of the season, but I feel like Penny Hardaway got his squad uh, back to bracketology level for March Madness, and I honestly am picking Memphis here uh, to advance against the Bulldogs in the second round. Yeah, I mean, you just look at the two teams, Memphis uh, 21-10, Boise State 27-7, and uh, 68 points per game, Memphis averages... Uh, so they got a pretty decent offense. Uh, they're 3-1 and one against top 25 teams compared to Boise State being 0-1. And, and so you take that into account. And also, like you said, I think Penny Hardaway really has done a good job turning around uh, the program this year where it seemed like uh, the Tigers were kind of dead in the water. Um, they really you know, came back and they beat Houston a couple weeks ago. That was an impressive win. Definitely helped uh, Help to boost their, uh, I don't know, do they still use RPI in basketball? Yes. Okay. Definitely helped boost that. Uh, was that a quad one win? I always see people talk about that now. <laughs> I don't even know what really constitutes like a quad one and like a quad five win or what, whatever. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I got Memphis too. Okay, so so far we're agreeing so far. First two games yeah. come to an agreement. Maybe this one will split us up a little bit here. 5-12 seed. These are always, always the upset pickers. Now, UConn from the Big East and New Mexico State. I think this is the top 12-5 seed upset that I've seen picked so far. But I'm going to stay with UConn. Now, this is why. New Mexico State is, this season at least, they're shooting from three a lot. And when you UConn has RJ Cole and Adam Sanogo... Adam Sanogo always faces foul trouble, but if you're shooting more from the arc, there's going to be less fouls. And I think this is at a disadvantage for New Mexico, and I think UConn advances here. Um, I will say, like, New Mexico has a good resume. Now, granted, Washington State isn't a great team, but they beat them this year by three points. And Washington State actually finished in the middle of the Pac-12. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought that was a decent win. They also beat Davidson by 12 this season. Um, on the flip side, UConn knocked off Villanova once, uh, but lost to the Blue Jays twice. They have yet to be okay, Creighton. No, no one cares. No, everybody cares about Creighton. Creighton's my favorite team. They already know this. Um, but I do think UConn is the better team, and I don't see an upset uh, happening this year. Yeah, it's kind of funny because uh, I actually just got back from uh, the Nebraska baseball game, calling that one, and uh, New Mexico State was the team facing Nebraska in that one. Uh, unfortunately, I also will not be choosing New Mexico State. I I was definitely tempted because they also have a former Husker player on the team, Teddy Allen, uh, who you know has kind of bounced around colleges. At one point, was at West Virginia. At, also played at Nebraska, like I mentioned. Now at New Mexico State. Uh, but, yeah, I, I just don't see Connecticut losing that one. And I will say, I think Teddy Allen has found his home in New Mexico Oh, State yeah. Now. No, he he definitely did. It was just, it, it was time to go. 
uh, time to leave Nebraska. I think he definitely doesn't regret that decision looking at where Nebraska's at now and where he's at. He's in the tournament. Absolutely. Well, let's go on to the 413 seed. In my opinion, Arkansas is the most underrated team in this entire bracket. Uh, I just, even though, despite them losing in the SEC tournament against Texas A&M, who we will have to talk about when we get to Michigan, um, but I think Arkansas is the most underrated team on this bracket. Uh, knocked off Kentucky, uh, split a series with Tennessee, beat Auburn, beat LSU three times, um, but yet they still lost to Alabama, and they lost to Oklahoma by 22, which... In my opinion, Oklahoma did not have a great squad this year, but that's also maybe the fact that Potter Mosier had his first year this year with the Sooners. Um, and then Vermont winning the American East Conference. Uh, I say Arkansas gets it done pretty easily. I have seen a few people pick Vermont here, but I think Arkansas has this one in the back. Yeah, I was surprised Arkansas did not get a higher seed. Um, I really like their head coach, Eric Musselman. He, he's done a great job there. Uh, just completely turning around that program, and it's an exciting brand of basketball. Um, so far, I, I agree with all your picks. Um, I got Arkansas as well. Wow. First four games we're agreeing, Sam. This is Well, we're not really choosing any upsets. I guess Memphis is technically an upset. But... Yeah, it's a 9-over-8 seed upset. Now, the next one is Alabama versus the winner, who they will play tonight is Rutgers from the Big Ten and Notre Dame from the ACC. I will say... No matter who wins this game, I think Alabama will get it done. I know Alabama has lost two out of their last three games. But I think Alabama is better than Rutgers and Notre Dame. Um, I do see Rutgers beating Notre Dame, first of all. But I think Alabama and Nate Oates uh, still get it done in the first round. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. I think if Notre Dame somehow beats Rutgers. Okay. Um they're going to get crushed by Bama. But if Rutgers wins, I think they have a good shot against Alabama. I really do. Um, I'm still going to take Alabama, but it's close. I don't I don't trust them too much. I don't think they have enough depth yet in that program to make a long run in the in the dance. Okay. Uh, this next matchup, I I think this is the matchup that I've seen the same in all brackets so far. Texas Tech and Montana State. I, I like the Red Raiders. I've always liked the Red Raiders this season. Despite losing Chris Beard as a head coach, they have held their own pretty well. I thought the departure of Chris Beard was really going to hurt the program. I think they're still on fire, and I think they're going to knock off Montana State, and I think they're going to get a pretty decent run, uh, at least in this region, for March Madness. I agree. I got Texas Tech. <laughs> Gosh darn. I, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be close. Texas Tech is too good. All right. Well, then we'll move on to Tom Izzo and the Spartans and Davidson. Now, I actually just talked about this in the last episode of the Beyond the Basket. People are like, it's Izzo season. And yes, I even said it in the last episode. Michigan State has not done well in March mm-hmm. Madness recently. Their mm-hmm. last uh, like good appearance was in 2019 when they knocked off Zion Williamson and Duke. That was funny. And it <laughs> and I will say, like, that was, first of all, an amazing game, but uh Michigan State deserved it. Here, I don't put too much trust. Last year they lost uh the play-in game against UCLA. Granted, UCLA made a final four run. I honestly have Davidson here for the upset. Um I just don't trust Tom Izzo right now. And I 
know that's a crazy feeling because everybody's like, it's January, February, Izzo. No, it's January, February, March. No Michigan State is not going to advance to the second round. Yeah, I. this was tough for me. I got Michigan State, though. They made a decent run in the Big Ten tournament, and I thought that was important. But, yeah, I mean, honestly, I think you'll probably see in my bracket, but a lot of Big Ten teams don't do well in the tournament. And uh, especially in recent history, they haven't. And so uh, it, I think this is one of those games, honestly, where it's really a toss-up. I think it's more of a toss-up than even the 8-9 game between really? Boise State and Memphis. Okay, interesting. So you think Memphis – you you trust Memphis more than you trust Michigan State or Davidson? Oh, yeah, 100%. Memphis has been on the come-up now for the past, like, month. Okay. Michigan State – was kind of struggling there before the tournament. They got a couple nice wins, um, and now, now, now they're in the tournament. But I don't. It, it's so tough because Michigan State—they've let me down so many years. So, you, you, are you trusting them this year? No, no. You're taking Davidson as well. No. I am taking Davidson. I guess. Man. All right. Well, here's our last game, at least in this region. Uh, Duke who lost in the ACC championship against Virginia Tech. Uh, not a very good uh, Coach K retirement tour for him. But uh, they're taking on uh, CS Fullerton. I will say uh, Fullerton does have a senior in EJ Anusike, I believe that's how you pronounce it. He is averaging a double-double uh, with points and rebounds right now. But when you have someone like Pablo Bencaro, Wendell Moore, and AJ Griffin, I got to say Coach K and the Blue Devils get it done pretty easily. I'm not seeing a Mercer upset against the Blue Devils. That would be nice, but unfortunately, I have Duke winning. I cannot stand Duke. Really? I, okay. I'm done talking about him. Is it is it because of Coach K? Is yes. it their program? It's yes. Coach K. Are well, you ready for Coach K to be done? It's yes for everything. Oh, yeah. If you looked at my Twitter feed, I was having the absolute time of my life when he lost that game. That was so funny. It was a celebration of his last game at Duke. Last home game, ESPN broadcasted it for like a week straight. And they lose to North Carolina with the first year head coach. That was hilarious. Nothing funnier. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> that's one way to put it. I'm kind of interested in who will win your Davidson-Duke matchup. But before we get to that, let's go back to Gonzaga and Memphis. Um, I do think this is going to be a closer game than everybody thinks. But I still think Gonzaga is the better basketball team. Um, we talked about earlier, uh, Drew Timmy, Shet Holmgren, Andrew Nembard, we haven't mentioned him yet, is better than the Memphis team. So I got Gonzaga going to the Sweet 16. I do as well. Um, I think it's going to be a close game too, but I just think at the end of the day, like Gonzaga, they're just going to have too much. It's going to be too much for Memphis to handle. So I got the Bulldogs making it to the Sweet 16 once again. Awesome. Okay, my opinion, I think this might be one of the best matchups that could possibly happen. And that's UConn and Arkansas, uh, Dan Hurley versus Eric Musselman. I'm really excited if this matchup happens to see RJ Cole and JD Note against each other in a matchup. But I think Arkansas is the better program. But honestly, I this is like a coin flip pick for me. I could see either team winning and advancing. Uh, but I'm going to take Arkansas here. I got, I got Arkansas going. Uh, past UConn as well. 
Um, I, I just think they played uh, more like big games. Like they played in some hostile environments. They played at Tennessee, at Kentucky. And, uh, you know, they may not have always won those games, but uh, they, they, they upset Auburn, uh, which was an impressive win as well. Um, you know, I, I just think Arkansas, they're going to be too much for UConn to handle. And, you know, again, I really like Eric Musselman a lot. So I got the I got Woo Pig Suey. <laughs> All right. And then we already talked about how we're both not big believers in Alabama. So I'm assuming we both have Texas Tech in the next game. I actually don't. Really? I, okay, wait. So I lied to you. You lied to me. So you're having Alabama because over Texas Tech. As much as I don't trust Alabama. You don't trust Texas Tech? I don't trust Texas Tech in this really? game. Really? Okay. I just can see, I can totally see them falling flat on their face in this game. Uh, you know, Alabama, they're, they're one of those teams where, again, like I feel like if they catch fire, it's going to be hard for them to stop. And honestly, I think they will have a tougher time putting away the 11 seed than they will against Texas Tech because I think the Red Raiders are going to come in kind of with uh, maybe a cockiness to them. And, uh, yeah, I got, I got them losing. Okay, now that's my upset. If I had to pick three teams out of this region that I trust the most, most it would be Gonzaga, Arkansas, and Texas Tech. Okay, so that that throws me off because I they really, got re- a really elite defense, but their offense is just it's fine. Like <laughs> it's fine. It's fu- it's fine, but like, all right. Well, at least we had a disagreement for once. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then our last game, uh, two versus ten seed Duke and Davidson. I have Davidson upsetting Duke here. Uh, now a lot of people could say, no, uh, I think the Coach K retirement thing could light a fire under the Blue Devils, possibly make it to the Elite Eight, knock off Gonzaga, make it to the Final Four. I think the emotions get to the Blue Devils here, and I think Davidson knocks them off. Davidson is a very underrated team, making me advance them. As much as I want this to happen, I got Duke winning, and it pains me to say it again. Really? Okay. Uh, now we have the same one of the same matchups. We haven't got Gonzaga and Arkansas. I have Arkansas over Gonzaga. I do as well. There I got we go. I got Arkansas. I just uh, we we mentioned it before, but I don't think Gonzaga is quite as talented as last year's team. And I just think again, Arkansas they played in so many hostile environments in the SEC. The SEC this year was an absolute gauntlet. I think that's going to really help them out. Gonzaga, I mean, they lost to St. Mary's. Right. Crying out loud. Which, well, to they're, be they're fair, solid. I watched the game. It was a good environment, but like, it's nothing compared to like <laughs> when you go to, you know, Knoxville or you go to Auburn. Like, it's it's a different beast. I mean, Tennessee was undefeated. Right. This year at home. Well, I will say this. I think first of all, they need to reconstruct the West Coast Conference. I know BYU is about to. Leave for the Big 12, I think, what, 2023, 2024? Yeah, that's um, I could see St. Mary's leaving. And then you just have Gonzaga, you know? I know San Francisco is obviously in the tournament this year, but this is, like, one of their only good seasons they've had in a long time. Uh, so I think they need to reconstruct the West Coast Conference um, and maybe possibly move Gonzaga to at least the Mountain West or the Pac-12 to prove that they're an actual program. Uh, but, hey, we both agree on Arkansas beating they, them. They are a program. <laughs> Let me tell you, they've done a lot more than your – 
what whatever you call Creighton. Oh man. Hey, if listen. If you don't call Gonzaga a program, no. then what is Creighton? They Gonzaga they, is a solid program. I I will say it. I, I doubted them very much last year. I had them out against Oklahoma in the second round. You know what's hilarious about Creighton? Their best basketball season ever never even happened. They never even got to see I what know. happened. That's which and that's is hilarious. And hey, they made it to the Sweet Sixteen, and yes, they lost to Gonzaga. Gonzaga is a very good basketball team last year and this year. But you know what? We'll get to Creighton. Don't you worry. I got a lot to say about Creighton when we get to there. Uh, now my matchup is Texas Tech and Davidson. I don't see Davidson continuing their Cinderella story, so I have Texas Tech and Arkansas. Uh, so my matchup is Alabama Duke. It's an interesting matchup. It, it's a very interesting matchup, and uh, much to my pleasure, Duke is finally out of the game. So you have Alabama I in have your Alabama. final four. Well, no, this is uh, what the oh, Elite I'm eight. sorry, yes, Elite Eight. I'm sorry. And then, yes. uh, then I got Arkansas beating Alabama. Okay, and I have Arkansas beating Texas four. Tech. So we both have the same uh, representative from that region yeah. in the final four. All right, we'll move down to the east here. We have Baylor and Norfolk State. I think Baylor, uh, the reigning, defending national champions. I think Scott Drew gets it done against Norfolk State. Yeah, they're, let's move on. They're, they're going <laughs> to crush them. <laughs> now, North Carolina and Marquette, I will say this game, I think is going to be a very exciting game. I have Marquette, and I know a lot of people have North Carolina not only beating Marquette, but knocking off Baylor in the second round. I think Justin Lewis, first of all, props to Shaka Smart for, by the way, shockingly leaving. Well, I shouldn't say shockingly leaving Texas. No, Everybody, genius leaving there you go. Texas. Geniusly leaving Texas and going to Marquette, who nobody thought they were going to rebuild this quickly. And now they're sitting at the nine seed. So I have Marquette knocking off North Carolina. I don't think North Carolina is going to go on a run. I disagree. I got North Carolina winning. I think Hubert Davis really started to have his Tar Heels team rolling in the last couple of weeks, and it really came into fruition once they had the funniest upset win ever, which was when they beat Duke in <laughs> on Coach K's special night. Got to, you know, make a bunch of Duke fans cry one last time. For, for Coach K, it was funny. But, I I mean, Shaka Smart's a good coach. He obviously had that great run, uh, like, what is it, a decade now mm-hmm. uh, with VCU a decade ago. I I don't know. I just don't see them. Two first-year head coaches uh, with their respective programs. But I just think North Carolina, they also have quite a few uh, older players like Amargo Bacot uh, or Bacot. Yep. I think that's how you say it. Um I just, yeah, I got North Carolina. Okay. Now, this next game's a little interesting, and I had to peek at my phone. Currently, Indiana and Wyoming are playing, and the winner of this actually kind of gave me the idea of who I want advancing against St. Mary's. If Wyoming wins, now, right now, Indiana's winning by eight, and there's two minutes left. If Wyoming won, I would have St. Mary's advance. But if Indiana wins, then I have Indiana advance. So I'm having the Hoosiers advance over St. Mary's, uh, I called it last week when Indiana took on Michigan. I said, Indiana's going to knock off Michigan, and Indiana's going to knock off Illinois. I said that uh, last week in the Big Ten tournament. It happened, um, and I think they have the most momentum going into this. And honestly, like, I think they're a threat in that region. So I'm going to pick Mike Woodson in the Hoosiers here. 
I agree. I think uh, Indiana, they got absolutely screwed over in terms of uh, the seeding of the brackets. I mean, Michigan got an 11 seed and Indiana got 12 seed. After Indiana literally beat them like four days before that, makes no sense. Absolutely. But uh, anyway, off my little rant, they're going to beat Wyoming and they're going to beat St. Mary's because I just think St. Mary's is a pretender, not a contender. Really? Okay, that's a new phrase. A pretender and not a contender. Okay. All right. I I think St. Mary's is a very good basketball team, but I do think Indiana will win. Uh, we'll move on to the UCLA-Akron match. Now, I will say this. I do think UCLA is overrated this year. Um, I like Johnny Juzang, and uh, I like the Bruins. But I think last year's Final Four run got people a little too excited of what they're going to do this year. But I do still have UCLA advancing here. I just think people need to you know, tone it down about how excited they are for the Bruins. Yeah, I got UCLA winning as well. All right. Uh, we'll move on to the next one. We have the Texas Longhorns, who, in my opinion, uh, haven't very really impressed me this season against the ACC champions of Virginia Tech. Now, I wanted to bring this up. Andy Katz said this, and I it actually, I would say, pictures this perfectly. Virginia Tech is last year's Georgetown. George, nobody expected Georgetown to win the Big East Championship. Everybody was like, okay, Georgetown's going to be Colorado. Colorado slaughtered Georgetown. I think it happens here. I think Texas slaughters Virginia Tech. So, nah, hook them down. <laughs> hook them down. They're going to lose. You think Horn's down on this one? Virginia Tech's going to win. I just think they're too hot right now. Okay. Uh, then that brings us to Purdue and Yale. Now, Yale was not the team that everybody thought was going to come out of the Ivy League. Everybody thought it was going to be Princeton, but Yale knocked them off in the Ivy League championship. Do they have a chance against Jaden Ivy in the Boilermakers. No, I think Purdue is going to be one of the. Uh, I think they're a contender this year. They're so good, and they obviously have Jaden Ivy, like you said. I think this is one of the years where they really have a shot to go far in the tournament. And sorry uh, for the uh, you know fifteen Yale fans out there that may or may not listen to this, but uh, I do not have them. having a chance against Purdue. All right, well, Purdue is steaming ahead to the next round then. Uh, This next matchup, Murray State, who I'm pretty sure they haven't lost a game in what it's been a long time since Murray State's lost a game. And same to South Dakota State, which we'll talk. They're on a 20-game winning streak, the Racers. Taking on San Francisco, I'm picking San Francisco. I got Murray State. I got the fighting John Morant's. John Moran is now on the Memphis Grizzlies. He's nowhere near this program. I know, I know, but they're they're still good. And uh, yeah, I'm going Mercy. I just think they're too good. And uh, just to avoid any controversy, I'll just say it real quick. I got Kentucky dominating whoever they (laughs) whoever they're playing. St. Peter's, Uh, and I agree with you. I got Kentucky winning there. Uh, I got to agree, no doubt about it. All right, so for you, you have Baylor in North Carolina. Is this where one one seed falls or no? No. And I got to agree with my matchup. No, I think either way, because North Carolina Marquette, I guess I could see it being a toss-up game. I think Baylor, I think the world of Scott Drew, I think he's honestly, a, he's easily a top five coach. You could even make the argument he's the best coach 
in the country because if you look at the program he inherited, they were they didn't quite get the death penalty, but like I mean, they were basically a complete dumpster fire, and he has built that program into now what is a championship level program each and every season. Won the championship last year. They've had to deal with some injuries this year, but they they still won the Big Twelve regular season championship. Correct. Um, did not win the Big Twelve tournament, but that doesn't matter. The real tournament matters. <laughs> doesn't matter. I mean, not for them. They still got the one seed. Uh, yes, and they're gonna beat North Carolina or Mar- Marquette. Yeah, and I gotta agree. I do have them over Marquette here. Um, then we got we both have a twelve four matchup. We got Indiana and UCLA. And you know what? I'm sticking with the Hoosiers. Who's your daddy is what I'm going to say. I have Indiana over UCLA in this game. Um, Indiana is very underseeded. So they're going to go to the Sweet 16 to meet the one-seeded Baylor Bears. I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. <laughs> but I might have to uh, change my pick now just because of that. I don't oh, know what man. the hell that was. But... Uh, <laughs> I, I got Indiana. I got them beating UCLA again. Way too underseeded. All right. Well, we'll move on to Texas. Or you have Virginia Tech and Purdue. Uh, you said it. You think this is Purdue's probably best year. So I'm assuming you have the Boilermakers advancing. Yep. And so yep. do I uh, over Texas. So there we go. And Kentucky winning. Kentucky beating San yeah. Francisco. And that's interesting. I have had, had a lot of people have Murray State beat San Francisco in the knockoff Kentucky. Yeah, it's a possibility, but I think the Wildcats are too good. All right, then Baylor and Indiana. I do have Baylor. I think this is where Indiana's story ends. I agree. Um, and no more who's your daddy kind of moment. Uh, then we'll move on to Purdue and Kentucky. I think this is another game that could probably be one of the best games of the tournament. I'm going to have Kentucky. Yeah, unfortunately, Purdue, as much as I love them, I just think this is, you know – the wrong team to face in the tournament. I think Kentucky's really good. Um, it's it's it is hard to trust Calipari in March. Yes, that's the only thing. But that squad is so talented. So I got Kentucky defeating Perdont. Perdont. All right. Not Purdue. Perdont. Now uh, we do have Kentucky in the Baylor and the Elite Eight. Which one advances for the Final Four for you? I got Baylor. I think. I think at the end of the day, I'm going to take the safer option, which is Scott Drew and his proven consistency in March over Calipari, who's still obviously a great coach. Now, the reason why I have Kentucky here is, number one, we stated earlier the injuries, and I will say Baylor does have more top 25 wins. Baylor's 5-3, and three, Kentucky is 3-6. and six. But you spoke about it earlier. The SEC is a gauntlet. Uh, it was... Probably the most competitive conference this year. And I think Kentucky had a tougher, you know, uh, strength of schedule than Baylor. So I have Kentucky advancing in the Final Four. Um, meaning you have Baylor and Arkansas on the left side of the bracket. And I have Kentucky and Arkansas. I'm having Kentucky go to the national championship. Are you having Baylor or the Razorbacks? I got Baylor. Baylor. All right. So the Razorbacks have to end there. Um, all right. Well, we'll go to the right side of the bracket here. All right, moving on to the next one seed. We have Arizona taking on either right straight, right, <laughs> right state. You got to keep that in there. Bryant, I'll keep it in there. Right state or Bryant, 
Arizona, the Wildcats advance. Uh, Pac-12 champions move on. I agree. I got Arizona winning that one. Okay, now the next one is Seton Hall versus TCU. I like the Horned Frogs here. Um, as much as I'm a big, big East Conference uh, basketball fan, but I don't see Seton Hall getting the victory over TCU. And let me just mention, in one of TCU's last regular season games, they knocked off who? The number one seeded Kansas Jayhawks. Um, they came from a 20-point deficit in the Big 12 tournament against Texas. TCU is the hotter team in this uh, bracket here, so I'm having them advance over the Pirates. I actually have – I said I had Arizona, right? Yeah. And uh, well, I don't know. Did you have a 16 honestly, seed? Uh, I, I just <laughs> completely blanked for a moment. But, uh, yeah, this one's tough, but I got Seton Hall. Okay. I, I just trust them a little bit more. I don't know enough about TCU, I'll be honest, to, okay. <laughs> to even trust them. Uh, that is fair. Moving on to our next matchup, we have the five-seeded Houston Cougars versus UAB. This is another 12-5 upset that I have a lot of people, uh, or I've seen a lot of people pick. But I think Houston is the better basketball team. If you watch them in their game against Memphis, they were shooting amazing from beyond the arc. And I think it's going to be too much for UAB in this first-round matchup. I actually I, – I have UAB winning this one. Really? Okay. I just – I think that they're one of just those classic teams that is going to go pretty far. I mean, they average 80 points per game uh, this year compared to Houston 75.8 points per game. Uh, so both teams are uh, pretty high scoring, but I just think – I mean, Houston really – I mean, outside of Memphis, they really haven't played anyone of note and done well against them. And I don't know. I just, I think, I, I think US, UAB is like, there's always one school that, there's always one 12 seed at least that wins. And uh, I'm going to guess it's the Blazers. Okay, so you got to go with the Blazers. And in my opinion, Houston is a dark horse, in my opinion. So uh, very different opinions on that game. Here's a game that I have an upset. Illinois and Chattanooga. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> and I will tell you that this is one upset that I'm very hesitant. Um, Illinois, obviously, in the second round last year, lost to Loyola Chicago after winning the Big Ten Championship. And Brad Underwood brought up a good point. After going through the entire big, big 10 tournament, they were they had no energy. Yes, they dominated Drexel last year in the first round, but then lost to Loyola Chicago. This year, their early departure from the Big 10 tournament allowed more resting time, but here's going to be the difference. Kofi Cokeburn will not uh like how do I put it? I'm the reason the reason why I'm more confident in UConn beating New Mexico State than I am Illinois, or Illinois beating Chattanooga is because New Mexico State is going to focus on beyond the arc and they're not going to be able to foul out Adam Sanogo. Chattanooga is the complete opposite. They go straight for the basket and if Kofi Cokeburn gets in foul trouble, I think that is the end of the line for Illinois. Meaning I have Chattanooga upsetting Illinois in the first round. I don't I think uh Brad Underwood's a good coach, and he's got Illinois humming at the right time. And so I got the Illini beating uh, Chattanooga. Wow, we've disagreed on three games in a row now. 
that's finally we're disagreeing here. Uh, well, well, I bet we're agreeing on this next one: Colorado State and Michigan. Uh, Absolute bull crap. <laughs> and I'll, I str- I'll say it straight up that Michigan got in over A and M and other schools too. Like Michigan, even like two weeks ago when I heard that they were a bubble team, I was like, no way! Like. There's no way they could possibly make it. They're barely even over 500 and have really struggled all year to find any sort of consistency, unless they're playing Nebraska, of course. But, uh, <laughs> sorry, I had, to, I had to throw a Nebraska uh, reference in there. Yeah. It was rough. How funny would it have been, by the way? Sorry to get off topic. No, no. If, it would have been... Nebraska had won the Big Ten. It would have been... Absolute chaos. Right? I mean, considering Nebraska won their last three games, I'm I'm not going to lie. I really thought they were going to beat Northwestern, but uh, that's, that's a... I think that's a lot of people way. did after the first half, too. Yeah. I mean, but then they let oof. the Wildcats get back into it. Um, Big oof. But no, I got to agree with you. Uh, I know Dayton was supposed to be the next team in. Texas A&M was the last one. Uh, now I will say this, I don't fully agree that Texas A&M should have made it, but obviously I would have picked the Aggies over the Wolverines. Uh, but I don't know if Texas A&M would have been one. I do know Dayton was a candidate. Uh, Dayton beat Kansas and I can't think of another, uh, team they beat that was, uh, really high in, uh, rankings, but it shouldn't have been the Wolverines. Uh, hence I'm picking Colorado State out of the Mountain West to knock off Juwan Howard, who finally is back from his suspension after knocking uh, the Wisconsin head coach. But uh, I'm assuming you have the Rams? Yeah, I got Colorado State. I just can't trust Michigan because, again, like, I mean, nothing against the team. But, like, I just – I was surprised that they made it, I guess. And especially when you looked at how well A&M had performed the last few weeks that they – at least we get in over a team like Michigan where they kind of struggled down the stretch. But here here they are in the tournament. I think it will be closer, though, than anticipated because Michigan does play close in most of their games. And they just can't really uh, finish the game out. I think that's been their struggle this year, and it will continue. And you can't deny how good Hunter Dickinson is. Let's be real. Hunter Dickinson's good. Maybe it was a little overrated in preseason stuff. But he's a solid center for Michigan. Yeah. All right, moving on to the next one. Okay, now this is this is the this is the pick that I am the least confident in, and I'm going to tell you this now. When before bracketology was even announced, I said whoever Longwood faces, Longwood's going to win. And then it ended up being Tennessee, and I said in my last podcast, Tennessee is not good in March. They're great in regular season, obviously won the SEC championship. But in my opinion, like for me personally, this is a tough game for me to pick. But I'm going to roll with the volunteers, but I'm going to say it now. Last year I picked the Oral Roberts upset on this podcast. Okay. I will not be surprised if Longwood beats Tennessee. But I- for safe measures, I'm going with Tennessee. Go Vols. That's why, that's why I got to say. I think they're going to win. I do think Longwood's a, a terrible matchup for Tennessee. I think that that was the thing that really bothered me about the seed. You probably saw me tweet about it. I was not happy that Tennessee got a three seed after winning 
the SEC tournament and literally beating Kentucky the day before uh, the brackets were released. And Kentucky's a two seed. Tennessee's a three seed. Make it make sense. I will say this. I agree with you on Tennessee, but I will not agree with you on who they should have replaced. They should have. It should have been Auburn and Tennessee that should have swapped. I think Kentucky deserved it too. So. Well, I think they Tennessee earned. They didn't deserve. They earned the right to get a higher seed, definitely than Auburn and definitely than Kentucky because they beat them two two games out of three. And I am actually going to switch my pick. I'm going to go with Longwood here. Wow. I it's a gut feeling thing. I like I said, this honestly could be the like the Tennessee could beat them by forty points, but I gotta stick with my gut. I'm picking Longwood. Uh, the Lancers are they're they've lost what they've won nineteen of their last twenty games. Obviously, this is their first uh, birth in the tournament here, but but they have Justin Hill, Isaiah Wilkins, and Deshaun Wade. Um, who have all been one of the most, they as a team have been the most efficient team from a uh, three point range, which is 38.6%. Defensively, not the best team, but if you, I, this reminds me of Ohio State and Oral Roberts. It does, but uh, like Longwood does have a good offense, like you said. But at the end of the day, I'm going to trust Tennessee, who has played 12 top 25 teams this year. Had a winning record, seven and five, uh, with that, and so I'm gonna trust them. I think this is a dangerous game, though, for Tennessee. But at the end of the day, they also have quite a bit of depth and some players who have been on the pro in the program for a while. I feel like John Fulkerson has been on the team for like Forever. eight for like eight <laughs> years. Uh, even Josiah uh, James Jordan. He's a former five-star guard who's been on the been in the program for a while, and I know Rick Barnes. His reputation has been, you know, kind of letting people down in March, but I think they'll avoid the upset here. Okay, uh, I'm gonna. I'm interested in how this game will go. Uh, literally, it's like the exact Ohio State uh, Oral Roberts. I said if Oral Robert get, Oral Roberts gets hot from three-point range, Ohio State will get upset. Same story here. If Longwood gets it going, Tennessee's gone. But at the same time, Tennessee is known for their defense. Uh, moving on to the next matchup here, we have Ohio State and Loyola, Chicago. Speaking of the Buckeyes, I think this is the hardest 7-10 matchup to pick because Ohio State had a pretty decent season. But how do you pick against Sister Jean and the Ramblers under their new head coach, Drew Valentine? I got to go with the Ramblers, and I think they advance here. Yeah, sorry, Sister Jean. I got... I got Ohio how, State. How could you do that? EJ Liddell. I, I, I'm going to trust him over Loyola Chicago. I just think like everyone's going to choose Loyola Chicago in this one because it seems like the obvious pick. So I'm going to go with the not obvious pick and choose Ohio State. I also think they're a pretty talented team as well. I will say, I remember last year, Loyola Chicago, I think I had them beating Georgia Tech, and then Illinois was my national champion last year, and then they knocked off oh, Illinois. Oh, I was very upset when they beat them. Right. Because, so, yeah, I had, I thought they had the best player, in my opinion, in AO, so. Yeah, well, and the thing was, is I'm using, I was using the same exact uh, mindset that you have right now. Everybody's picking Loyola Chicago. No, it's not going to happen. And that happened, and I'm like, man, I need to get on the Rambler train here. 
That's why I have them beating Ohio State. But maybe this year is the year that they get shut down in the first round. Yeah. Uh, they're moving to the Atlantic 10 Conference, I believe, in a couple seasons. Okay. Um, which I think is a good fit for the Ramblers. It'll put them, it'll test them a little bit. After they just moved to the Missouri Valley when Creighton left. So five, six years ago. Uh, but it's kind of cool to see how much that program has developed in short time. Yeah. And speaking of Creighton... Let's talk about their conference rival, Villanova, who is a two-seed against the Delaware Blue Ends. Easy pick with Villanova, I'm assuming. I don't yeah. see Delaware pulling a 15 I'm going with, by far, the best Big East team that wears the color blue. By Ouch! Far, <laughs> by far the best program to come out of that conference that wears the color blue in Villanova. I don't think it's really close either. Yeah, well, uh, like like in the, like between Creighton and Villanova or this game? Oh, or, no. <laughs> oh, you, my you, gosh. You just walked right into that. I, I really did. I will say this. Out of all the Big East teams, there are two teams I respect the most, and Villanova and Providence. Um, both teams are very solid, and I respect Jay Wright. I respect Ed Cooley. Um, I, like, I think Jay Wright is probably one of the best coaches Uh Oh, college yeah. basketball. For sure. So I can't deny Villanova. And you know what? As much as it hurts me to say, I think Villanova is a better basketball team than Creighton. But that's decide, beside the point. They beat the Blue Hens. Of course they are. They oh, just okay. beat them. And moving on to the next one. <laughs> what do you mean, I think? Hey, it was a close game. And here's the thing. Creighton beat them by double digits the first game. Villanova beat Creighton by double digits in the next game. And then the Big East tournament comes around and it was close, right? I'm playing the little violin, the world's smallest violin for oh, you right now. Oh, my goodness. All right, well, we'll move on to the next matchup. You have Arizona and Seton Hall. I have Arizona and TCU. Now, in the very opening statement of the podcast, I said I had a one-seed losing in the second round. I have TCU beating Arizona Okay. in the second round. Uh, I think Arizona's a very good basketball team, but a one-seed, I think was I don't think one-seed was right. Um, yeah. And I and that's hard to say because people are like, okay, well, who would you put as a one seed? Uh, I think Tennessee deserved a one seed over Arizona. I think not Duke. Um, I don't think Auburn did either. You know, it, it was weird this year, especially with all the top ranked teams losing. But I don't have very much trust in Arizona here. Yeah, I I see where you're getting at, but I got Arizona narrowly defeating my team, which is Seton Hall. Um, I, I'm just going to go with my gut there. I just think Arizona, at the end of the day, uh, has too much talent, and uh, they're going to get through this one. All right, now your next matchup is UAB and Illinois. Mine is Houston and Chattanooga. Completely two different matchups. I said Houston's the dark horse, so I'm having Houston advance here. I got UAB beating Illinois. Really? Yep. You have a 12 seed going to the Sweet 16. I do. Interesting. Okay. Wow. We, I mean, we have two of the same, like, oh man, I have Houston, you have UAB, and they face each other in the first round, and we both have them advancing the Sweet 16. One of us is going to be very upset after that game. Uh, we're going to probably be shooting each other messages during that game, like, are you sure you should have picked them? And you better not have UAB over Arizona, do you? I do, actually. You do not. Do. Okay, we'll get to that. That You are crazy. All right, well, the next game I have is Colorado State and Longwood. Uh, the Lancers will not do it here. I will say Colorado State, uh, when I was doing this bracket, I was like, wow, the Rams could make it to the Sweet 16. Uh, but 
that means Tennessee has to lose or they have to go on a run against the Volunteers. I got Tennessee winning. Um, you're going to see this, but I, I think Tennessee, this is going to be their year. Okay. I, I will say out of to, all... To go, to go far. I now You said this about Purdue and then you had them losing. <laughs> yeah, I know. You have to stay tuned for my next pick. Okay. But, uh, oh my gosh. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Keep going. I'm sorry. But I got Tennessee beating Colorado State. Okay. Uh, the Ramblers and Villanova. Well, I have the Buckeyes facing Villanova, and I have the Buckeyes. Oh, that's right. You did say Ohio State. I have Ohio State losing to Villanova because, I mean, I just think it's the safe pick. That's Obviously, fair. like, I'm going to trust Jay Wright. Like, we've talked about a few coaches, Calipari, Rick Barnes, even uh, Mark Few. Like, you can make the argument at Gonzaga. Absolutely. Coaches who kind of have a reputation, honestly, now, like, of – They've been criticized of not quite, you know, performing as they were expected in March. And I think Jay Wright is the exact opposite of that. He almost always performs really well in March at the program of Villanova. So, yeah, I got uh, the Wildcats over the Buckeyes. Now, I have the Ramblers going on to the Sweet 16. Oh, my man, God, Dude, I... You, you have the nerve to make fun of my UAB pick. I no okay 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 well we got to get to that here in a second. After doubting the Ramblers last year, I am not doubting them again. Uh, I gotta go with Loyola Chicago. I All right. can't. All right, I respect it. But You're I could see Villanova caving I, into the peer pressure. I will say, last week I said I was like, if you don't know who to pick as your national champion, just pick Villanova. Villanova, in my opinion, is the safest pick every single year. Yeah, they they usually are, honestly. So, I was about to say, because even if they're not the national champion, I guarantee you they'll at least make it to the Elite Eight. At least, but not in my bracket. So, <laughs> I'm kind of going against my own uh, advice here. Now, my Elite Eight consists of a 9, 5, 6, and 10 seed. Um, and you have UAB beating Arizona. I'm curious on your thought process on this. Um... You, like, do you just believe in the Blazers this much? No, not, not really. <laughs> I just want mayhem. You, I mean, you're probably going to get it. I but want it. madness, but this has more to do with, I guess, like what you said. Like, honestly, this has more to do with my lack of faith in Arizona than I do with, like, my faith in UAB. I just. I think the Blazers, they're going to get hot at the right time. And like I mentioned in the first round uh, matchup with Houston, I think if they get past Houston, they can easily get to the Elite Eight. Really? Okay. Because like, I think Houston is a tough matchup. But like, what if that offense gets rolling, they're going to be tough to beat. Okay. Now, I have TCU in Houston. Uh, I think the Horn Frogs go down here to Houston. Uh, this is interesting that we both have, like, Teams from the same matchup going pretty far, so it's going to be funny. Um, so I have Houston knocking off TCU. One of us is going to be really wrong. Like, like I said, this is like this is interesting. At the very first part of the podcast, we're agreeing on every matchup. Here we're like completely picking opposites. Um, it'll be interesting. Uh, so what's your next matchup then? I don't know. I have, I have no... Tennessee UAB. Okay, and I have Colorado State and Loyola Chicago. The Ramblers are going to the Elite Eight oh. in my bracket over Colorado State. Uh, Leola Chicago. That's all I gotta say. Uh, Sister Jean going to the Elite Eight. Um, so they play Houston. They play Houston, and I'll get to that matchup in a second. But uh, Tennessee and Nova, who do you got? 
I got Tennessee beating Villanova. Okay. I think that's good. If that matchup does happen, I think that's going to be a really fun game to watch. Yeah. Uh, but I got to agree. I think Tennessee is probably the safer pick over Nova. Uh, meaning you have Tennessee and UAB. That's right. Okay. Who do you have going to the Final Four, Sam? I, I don't got, you dare. Are you ready? It better not start with a U. I got I got Rocky Top. I got Tennessee oh, okay. that one. Okay. You know what? I'll accept that. I have Houston beating Loyola Chicago. Uh, <laughs> I have Houston going to the Final Four. Um, I don't think Loyola Chicago will make another Final Four run until they move to the Atlantic 10, prove that they're a solid program, have a better strength of conference. Missouri Valley, don't get me wrong, it's competitive, but Atlantic 10 is a little more competitive, and I'm excited to see them in that conference. All right, moving on to our last region here. We have Kansas and Texas Southern, who just beat Texas... Uh, what is it? Corpus, Corpus Christian? Texas Corpus Christi? Christi, not Christian. You can tell I really know a lot. Meaning Kansas is going to win. <laughs> I got Kansas All right. as well. Let's just move on. Now, this next segment I could talk about for 45 minutes. Uh, San Diego State. But we're and not. We're not. I really want to. Creighton. That's it. I'm just going to put it out there. Um when during selection Sunday after they were previewing this region, they talked about Ryan Hawkins. Uh, I love Ryan Kalkbrenner is a hard guy to defend. And San Diego State, I will say, has been silent this season, and that does make me a little nervous as a Creighton fan. But at the same time, Creighton is in the Big East Conference. San Diego State is in the Mountain West Conference. I'm taking the Blue Jays. Who are you taking? The Aztecs, the Blue Jays, who are you taking here? I got San Diego State. I hate you. <laughs> and it it has well, it does have something to do with the fact that it's Creighton, but oh, also wow. Also, Bitter. I I think this is classic. Creighton's got a lot of nice praise in the last week, and rightfully so. They've coach Greg McDermott has done one heck of a job this year uh, with the squad, but I just feel like this is just classic bait. For bait? For, Did you say bait? Oh yeah. Oh man. I think it's bait, and I think San Diego State will win. I feel like this is going to be very similar, a very similar game to one of the funniest games I ever watched, which was the Creighton Rhode Island game. All right, so our next matchup is Iowa. And Rhode <laughs> <laughs> that that game, I remember that game. That game was hard to watch. Um, and oh, I, I had a great time. And I said this last week. Uh, I picked a team that I don't trust in March Madness. I picked Creighton. Um, their only Sweet 16 appearance, either Sweet 16 appearance last year was the first in like 50 years. They don't do well in March Madness. And I will be the that, first. That plays a big role into why I'm doing it. Is And also, like, I could just totally see them because, again, a lot of people are going to be picking them because they are hot and the media is... You know, and rightfully so. They did a great job, McDermott. Ever since Nemhard's injury, they've done an amazing job adjusting and playing hard, especially in that tough Big East tournament. But I got the Aztecs. Okay, now I did want to bring this up. Um, how do I put this? When Virginia lost to UMBC, what everybody knows that. What maybe a lot of people don't remember is UMBC faced the winner of Kansas State and Creighton. Who won? Kansas State. My dad and I were talking about this. My dad's also a Creighton fan. I just wanted to talk about how disappointing that moment was that Creighton could have 
beat Kansas State, beat UMBC, and then Kansas State eventually beat Kentucky, which I honestly probably don't think in that year Creighton would have beat Kentucky. But moments like that, Creighton's take advantage of because it is March Madness. You talked about it. We want mayhem. You have a 12 seed. I have a 10 seed in the Elite Eight. Um, so it's moments in games like this that a lot of people don't think about, but teams need to take advantage of because it is March Madness. Absolutely. I, I agree. And I mean, that that's uh, that's what sucks about being a fan sometimes is you have, you know, your teams lose and then you see what happens later on and you're like, oh, if only, you know, they had won. Like, I mean, obviously, if you're a Nebraska athletics fan, you have that thought constantly. Right, absolutely. So, our yeah. All right, well, we'll talk about our next matchup. We have two conference champions going against each other. We have the Iowa Hawkeyes taking on Richmond. Um, after seeing Iowa beat Purdue in the Big Ten Championship as a five seed, now they're a five seed in March Madness, I got to go with Keegan Murray and the Hawkeyes. Um, even though I watch Nebraska basketball, not in Nebraska, I will say I support Nebraska. There's no denying that Iowa is one of the best teams in the country at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. So I got to take Iowa. Yeah, as Nebraska native, and, uh, you know, I would say I'm a Nebraska fan. I try not to be when I do, like, my broadcasts, obviously. Um, but I got to choose Iowa. I thought they got absolutely hosed. They're another team during Selection Sunday. A five seed really was odd to me. But nonetheless, I think, I think they got put in, honestly, probably the easiest bracket. Yeah, I, um, I got to agree with you so, on that. So, honestly, if you're head coach uh, Fran McCaffrey, you got to be actually pretty pleased, even though you didn't get the best seeding ever. You're in a pretty beat a pretty winnable bracket, so I, I don't think they'll have much trouble against Richmond. And honestly, it would only be right. It would only be March Madness if I ended up picking Iowa and then they lose first round. <laughs> that would be that luck, right? Yeah. Um, our next game is Providence, who got demolished in the semifinal. Who did they get demolished by, Sam? They got demolished by the Creighton Blue Jays. Now, like I said, earlier I said there's two teams that I trust this year. That is Longwood, other one being South Dakota State. Uh, South Dakota State uh, has Charlie Easley, a very familiar name to Cornhusker Nation. They have won 21 straight. It is the longest winning streak in Division One right now. And I think they get it done against the Friars. Although I will say, Nate Watson from Providence makes me a little nervous this game. But once the Jackrabbits get running, I think they have this game in the back. And this reminds me of Murray State and Marquette when John Morant played for Murray State. I mean, Murray State dominated Marquette. I think this could be the same story for the Jackrabbits. Jackrabbits, I just had a stroke. (laughs) I have Providence losing this one to South Dakota State. Okay, so there we go. All right, so we both have South Dakota State there. Now, LSU, who is without their head coach, Will Wade, taking on TJ Otzelberger and the Cyclones. All right, so unfortunately, we had some uh, malfunctions with uh, our recording. So I apologize that the audio is not as great for this part. Uh, But we were just talking about LSU and Iowa State. I just said there's no Will Wade anymore. Iowa State and TJ Otzelberger. very impressive in TJ Otzelberger's first season with the Cyclones. I have Iowa State here over LSU. I do as well. I just think I, I can't see a team winning or going very far 
I should say, in a tournament without even a head coach. Absolutely. Uh, moving to our next one. Now, this is a very popular 14-3 upset that I've seen, but I can't bet against the Badgers. Uh, I think Wisconsin too good of a team to lose in the first round. I remember last year a lot of people had Colgate over Arkansas, but Arkansas beat them pretty easily. Uh, I think it's the same story with the Badgers here. I agree. I think Wisconsin, I mean, they're one of the most talented teams in the country. going to be interesting to see if, you know, how how they uh, play against this team. Because I, I do think it will be a tough matchup. But Okay, so you think it's going to be closer than everybody thinks. I think it will be close, but Wisconsin just has too much talent. I'm going to take Johnny Davis and uh, the eight-year wonder that seems to be the Brad Davidson. Wonder. However long he's been there. The, yeah, Between does him and like Bohannon at Iowa... And then Fulkerson at Tennessee, those three guys I feel like have been playing college basketball since I was in like eighth grade. <laughs> That's been a few years. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll get to our 7-10 matchup. Uh, the Trojans of USC taking on Miami. I really, as much as I like Isaiah Mobley with the Trojans, I like Charlie Moore in the Hurricanes even more. Uh Miami played a very decent game against Duke in the ACC tournament. Despite them losing... I think Miami's very underrated. I have them knocking off the Trojans from the Pac-12 here. I have USC winning this one. Um, I'm going to trust my gut on this one. And uh, Miami's just one of those teams, they never do well in the tournament. Yeah, okay. I could see that. And I I also think USC, they got some talent on that squad. And uh, their coach, it's Andy Edgefield, right? Yes, correct. Um, from Long Beach State, Dunk City. Dunk so, City. Uh, or not, not Long Beach State, Florida Gulf Coast. Yeah, I was going to say, wait a minute. Long Beach State, I have them in mind because I was talking about how Nebraska canceled their baseball Oh, it's Long Beach State, that's right. My bad. But um, so, Florida Gulf Coast coach, when they made their magical run to the Sweet 16, which was awesome. That was in what, and, like 2013? Uh, they made it pretty far, too. Uh, last year, USC did. So uh, I got them uh, defeating the uh, Hurricanes and uh, advancing. Despite us having different teams there, okay, this really shocked me. Looking at a bunch of brackets today, a lot of people have Auburn knocked off in the first round. A lot. I think they're kind of fraudulent. They're a fraudulent team. Now, when I I did some more digging for this game, Um, Jacksonville State shoots 38% or sorry, three of their players shoot 38% or better from three-point range. One of the best three-point shooting teams in the nation. But they have a problem. They don't have the size that Auburn does. And as much as I want to pick Auburn to lose here, I it's a safe pick to keep the Tigers going. Um, so that's why I have Auburn winning. Yeah, they are not a really good shooting team at all. And so that's going to come back to hurt them, I think. But I'm going to take the safe pick here, too. I wouldn't be surprised if if there were to be a 2C to lose, I think it's Auburn. In the first round? In the first round. Okay. Again, because I think... Because Bruce Pearl... I like Bruce Pearl, He's personally. a good coach, but I don't know. They, it, it, there's something about them. Like I feel like they need to unleash Jabari Smith. I feel like some of the games where they've lost... It's been because they haven't 
put enough of a work. Like, I think Jabari Smith is by far and away the best NBA prospect. I think he should be the number one pick over Chet. I think he's probably the best player in the country, honestly. And so, I would hope they rely on him, but I forget which game it was. I want to say it was the Arkansas game where they ended up losing. And on the final possession, they didn't even have the ball in his hands, which is just a huge mistake. And you cannot make that mistake in March. So, hopefully Auburn, you know, gets it back together. But I'm not surprised to see this one. I I wouldn't be surprised if they lost. Now, let's just talk about their next matchup. I got them losing to USC. And I have them losing to Miami. So, and that's why I was about to say, no matter who wins, USC or Miami, I think they knock off Auburn. Okay. Um, Or Jacksonville State, if Jacksonville State does uh, pick up the upset. So, uh we came to agree that Auburn will lose in the second round, at least. Yeah. Um, then we'll slightly move up. I have Wisconsin and Iowa State, and so do you. Um, do you think Iowa State continues? Do you think the Badgers go? I'm saying Wisconsin still advances here. Yeah, I got Wisconsin again. They, Johnny Davis, I'm going to take uh, him. And Wisconsin usually does do well in the tournament. They got a pretty good uh, history of that, too. And uh, I think just moving along quickly here. I got Iowa beating South Dakota State. Pains me to say it. <laughs> now with the Hawkeyes. Right. I got to go with the Hawkeyes as well. Now, I will say this. I do not have Creighton winning. I have Kansas. Okay. Smart I just want I want to put that there first. I read a lot of brackets also as well today. A lot of people have a Creighton do beating Kansas. And now I, I read and I looked at some videos on why, and I didn't realize this. Creighton and Kansas play a lot alike. Oh, both, yeah, they do. Both focus on long-range shots. But they both have solid centers in David McCormick and Ryan Kalkbrenner. Ryan Kalkbrenner, I feel like, could play really well against McCormick and vice versa. But I think Kansas is the better shooting team. Unfortunately, I do have my Blue Jays uh, falling here. But that sets up a very great matchup between Kansas and Iowa. Um, Andy Katz had the same matchup, and he took the Hawkeyes. Are you on the same page as Katz here? Are you saying Kansas still advances? I have the Aztecs beating the Jayhawks. Way to back up a minute. I thought, really? Yeah. Okay. You have, you have San Diego. Okay. Uh, I, I need think, to hear this. I think Kansas is one of those teams, one of those programs with Bill Self. They've only won one natty with him. Correct. And they just always seem to have that loss where it's like, what the heck happened? And I, ju- I could just see a team like San Diego State catching fire. Now, just to be quick about it, I was going to beat San Diego State. I got them okay. winning that matchup. But I, just, I, I can't choose Kansas. I will say this. If Creighton beats San Diego State, I think they beat Kansas. Creighton beats Kansas. Yeah. So you think whoever wins the 8-9 matchup beats Kansas? Correct. Really? Whoever okay. wins the 8-9 matchup reaches the Sweet 16. I think no matter who they face, I think Kansas has in the bag. And now you talked about believing in Purdue and Tennessee. I'm usually not a big believer in Kansas, but I am this year, and I think this will be the year. And I will agree here, unpopular opinion, I don't think Bill Self is the right coach for Kansas. Uh, he has brought in amazing recruits. But his style isn't fitting that program anymore. It used to. And, you know, he's doing great during the regular season. But when it comes to March, he's not the national champion prototype anymore. Um, Now, I have the Kansas-Iowa matchup, but I still have Kansas over Iowa here. Uh, Now, on the flip side, you have Wisconsin and USC, correct? 
And I have uh, yes. And I have Wisconsin to Miami. I gotta still stay with Wisconsin. I'm riding the Trojan train, baby. Oh my god! I got USC making it to the Elite Eight, I believe, for the second year in a row. Yes. Uh, so I got USC, and then I got the USC Trojans in the Elite Eight. Losing. Oh, I thought you were going to say winning. I thought you were about to say winning. I was really about to be like, I could have picked anybody else to be my guest on this podcast, and I pick you. <laughs> wow. No, I'm just kidding. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. You, you, that's, I thought you were going to say advancing, and that really was about to throw me for a loop. Okay, well, I have Kansas beating Wisconsin. So I have Kansas in my final four. Now, your final four matchup, correct me if I'm wrong, is Tennessee and Iowa. Correct. Who do you have? I got Tennessee winning this one. Okay, I will have to agree. And I have Kansas knocking off Houston. Meaning, my national championship is Kentucky and Kansas, and yours is... Tennessee, Baylor, and I have Tennessee. There it the is. The volunteers, good old Rocky Top, played the song by Conway Twitty. <laughs> played play that fight song, my favorite fight song, by the way, I might add. But I got uh, Tennessee defeating the Baylor Bears. I don't have a final score yet. It'll probably be like 70-something to 70-something. It'll be a close one. I just hope it's a good national championship. Oh, yeah. Um, Kansas and Kentucky. I have Kentucky winning. Now, what's interesting is like... It's such a basic... That's so boring. No, it's not. How is it basic? But here's the thing. I have Tennessee losing in the first round, and you have them as your national champions. Man, oh, man. You also have one of my Elite Eight teams. Out of it right away in UAB. So I feel like the left side, you and I got along very well. The right side was completely chaotic. Yeah. Like the second half of this podcast is the well, the right side of the bracket, I guess I just decided I'm gonna try and guess as many upsets as possible. Okay. We're not not even that many, but the ones I did have were outlandish, and usually those are the ones that hit. So hopefully, it works. All right, so we're just gonna go over a couple questions which you guys asked on social media. One of the first ones was, okay, they asked the most upset or like the game that we see happening now. What is the game that you are like hundred percent confident that is going to be considered an upset that will happen? And let's go with Uh, the first round. I got Indiana beating St. Mary's. I think that will happen. Okay. I'm going to say my most confident one is Loyola Chicago over Ohio State. That is my most confident one. Okay. Um, Now, another question was was how far Loyola Chicago goes. Obviously, two different opinions. You have them out in the second round. I have them in the Elite Eight. I have them out in the first. Oh, that's right. You do have Ohio State and Chris Holtman knocking them off and EJ Liddell. Man, I don't know. I I will say this, though. Out of all March Madness brackets, I feel like this could be a bracket where there's, like, not as many upsets as people think. Yeah. Like, last year and the year before COVID, I felt like, you know, there was going to be a, quite a few upsets. But I feel like this bracket, there might not be as many under-seeded teams uh, beating top-seeded teams. Uh, that would be no fun, though. I kind of want Madness. I want Mayhem uh, to go in this. But... If you guys haven't already, go ahead and go to the ESPN Tournament Challenge app. Um, once again, the group is called Beyond the Basket. Password is uppercase B uh, Beyond and uppercase B Basket. Sam, I hope your bracket is on there. He will put his – he's typing at the moment. Uh, mine is on there. There is a few people in it. 
Uh, check to see how you fare against us. Obviously, the left side, you know, might share similar opinions with Sam and I, but the right side, I think you can only share the same opinion with one of us, considering we definitely have different teams making it. Uh, Sam, once again, thank you for joining me today. I appreciate you coming here. Absolutely. And it's been a pleasure. An honor. An honor. Even though you're crapping on my Blue Jays a little bit, you know, it's been great. Um, maybe in a future podcast, you can come back. Maybe. Maybe. All right. We will see you guys next week. I will see you guys sooner rather than later.